Welcome to BSing with Barrick and Sheba on the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. If you are offended by this type of content or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right fucking now. Beep. Did you just beep me? You I missed it. I, I, I said good. fucking and you're right. supposed to beep while I'm oh, saying it. Ready? I'm sorry. Here we go. Ready? I'm going to say fucking. Ready? Beep. Fucking. <laughs> 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 Whatever. So what are we talking about tonight? We just started a discussion right. before these darn microphones were on. Right. So I we, think should we should continue, continue with that. that. Yeah, exactly. I got this really great question from from a a young man who is currently on his way or already in basic training. Um, and he had which, this question which, before. Which branch? Which branch is he in? I'm going to imagine that he is going Army, perhaps, I don't know. Army's Airborne good. Ranger. Stop it. Green Beret. Stop it. What? I, oh, I don't know. I kind of could deal with a jarhead because they just do whatever the fuck you tell them to do. And they look really have you, good Have in you ever uniform. dealt with any jarheads? As a matter of fact, I have dealt with a few jarheads <laughs> <laughs> at the same time. Yes. So anyway, here's the question. After hearing about the Mounties fiasco... I am most disheartened. I believe I would be comfortable no matter what I liked and, would wa- and wouldn't want a career to be ruined due to being into kink. What does prejudice geared toward this community currently look like? And how successful or rather unsuccessful are those who wish to keep their kinks low-key? Well, um, I can speak, I can, personally, I can speak from being in the military and uh, I was I was ex army, and um, back then uh, I was in from uh, eighty seven till uh, ninety, and um, back then they nobody really talked about what your sexual proclivities are. I mean, you you shout it. Don't ask, don't tell. Right? Yeah, it was a don't ask, don't tell situation. <laughs> I mean, I there, I recall coming back to um, the barracks with literally my back shredded from a, a lover of mine who was just a wildcat and, you know, getting a couple of remarks like, Hey, you into this, you into that. And I would say, wouldn't you like to know? And that was about the extent of what happened, but that was, you know, I mean, that was 20 years ago, so who knows? But I, I know that there's a lot of stuff going around these day today. You know, they sensationalize everything. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, well, I think that you have to look outside the kink community first before you start talking about this. Like to things like like what our producer had just talked about, like Lorena Bobbitt, who cut off her husband's penis and threw it out the fucking window, and now she's a porn star. He's a porn star. Oh, well, he's a dickless porn star. <laughs> Actually, he had that put back on, right? Yeah, that's what I, I thought. think so. I don't know if it works because I haven't seen the porns, but I imagine that either he's got like, you know, some kind of... You know, button that he presses that it automatically inflates or some shit like that. Who knows? I wonder if he can change its size. I bet. I I don't know. I wonder if it's it's detachable. I change the size of mine. Right. I wonder if it's detachable now. He can get his his choice of sizes and colors now. Click, click. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) I mean, if you look to to the community at large, um, we have a few representatives from the community who are out. Mm Mm-hmm. In a big way, yeah. and have not had any repercussions there because was, of it. Remember Jack McGeorge. Mm-hmm. Jack Jack McGeorge, if you don't know Jack McGeorge, uh, he is currently dead. Um, I don't think that's probably going to change. But Jack was a um, very prominent uh, individual uh, leader in the in the Washington community. And he ran, uh, he was one of the Black Rose Emeritus 
uh, members. He was he was in Black Rose forever. Yeah, he and, presented all over the place, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he was a great guy, really friendly, very very knowledgeable in the lifestyle, wonderful dominant, wonderful master, and um, and he shared what he knew with everybody. And he was one. Apparently, his job was had something to do with um, searching for uh, WMDs in Iraq. And what happened was he got outed by somebody in the Washington community while he was over in Iraq, actually doing his service. Um, and this was one of the only times that apparently I approved of George Bush. And uh, when George Bush came right out and said, look, he's one of the best we have. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't care about his sex life. Go fuck yourself. And I was like, go George Bush. And it was it was it was a moment where I had to stop myself. But um, yeah. Duct tape was involved. Right. And then there's a there's another prominent presenter, um, Master Z of Dallas, mm-hmm. who is like head of security for a major airline and out as a gay leatherman and presenter on kink all over the country mm-hmm. and has not guy. had any negative repercussions. Yeah. Yep, fantastic, fantastic, wonderful, very wonderful people. And they're very well supported by the people who uh, surround them. Mm-hmm. Both out inside the kink community and mm-hmm. outside the kink community. And I think that that's what's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and You also have to look at, I mean, there are other things that, there are other places where being out kinky is not so great. Look at uh, look at uh, Corporal uh, Jim Brown with the Royal Canadian Mounted yeah, Police. Yeah, that's what this uh, the Mounties fiasco mm-hmm. is right, about. Right, right. He uh, what apparently was it a couple years ago. It, no, it was just a, a month or two ago where where um, he was found with he was found with I think a FetLife profile and he was found with personal photos of him in in kinky positions. Um, on his flash drive, and, and I think he was put on administrative leave for a little while, and then he was and re- then restored, beca- restored to duty be, uh, right. because they Dudley they, do right <laughs> because they determined that uh, it was it was his personal proclivities, and and he had not been using RCMP uh, equipment for his his proclivities, which is a shame because that outfit. Hot. Totally. Totally. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I was outed at work, uh, what was it? Fuck, eight years ago. You know, I was, I was outed at work uh, where one of my, uh, um, one of the woman, one of the nurses I work with, I'm, I'm a nurse in an ER, and one of the nurses uh, I worked with opened my email, found out that my slave at the time wanted to uh, tie up another slave for our uh entertainment at a ds dinner at a high protocol dinner and was so offended that she printed it off and showed it to all the other nurses on the on the er floor said how she offended she was and ran to my supervisor who wrote her up for opening my email mm-hmm. um which was great and then it solved my problem i was out to the entire er so I guess. But you did run into some. some oh yeah, I ran into some slack for or some right, flack for a while. Right, and there was some definite tension mm-hmm. for you on the job. Yep. Until uh, things kind of chilled out. out. And now with Fifty Shades of Grey, people are coming up to me left and right, going, "Hey, you still do that stuff? You all right? Can I talk to you about it? Here, come over here. Let me talk to you about this." And so, it, it could go either way. It's a double-edged sword, mm-hmm. and you have to be willing to, to to answer your question. You have to judge the current climate of where you're at. And then you have to judge whether you're willing to step into that role of of possible persecutee or 
you know, to jeopardize your your, your job or career. Mm-hmm. Especially if you sign some kind of a moral clause right. where you work. You have to be very careful about that. Mm-hmm. That is that is a potential problem. Mm-hmm. So mostly you can be very successful hiding it. Um, you can be, be very that successful. That does not require any kind of pictures. You don't have to have a picture of mm-hmm. yourself out there in order to be a part of the online community that mm-hmm. is located there. You can, you know, be an active member of your actual real-time community. You just have to be very careful about who you trust with your identity. Mm-hmm. Your identity and your information. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there are, I, I know of, I, I actually know of a gentleman who um, is or was ex, uh, military, an officer in the military, and he he and I spoke about this at one point, and he was concerned because it may have had an effect on on his promotion. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, um, we spoke about that for a little while, and he was kind of concerned. But he he uh, apparently he's still in the scene, so I, I don't know. And we haven't spoken about it. But if you if you uh, come to one of our meet and greets. I, I I will talk to him and see if he's willing to, you know, if he's if he still comes to our meet and greets or I can send him a letter and see if he's willing to talk to you on his experiences, because this may be an opportunity for for you two to share. Who knows? And he yeah. can tell you some real world um, about being in the military and about possible disclosure of your pro, uh, your proclivities. Mm-hmm. So that's that's uh, that was a that's a good question. That's an excellent question. Mm-hmm. Did we answer that? I think we answered that. Well enough for you? Mm-hmm. For me. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, uh, so hey, where have we been? What's, what's been? What have we been up to lately? <laughs> we just got back from Madtown. From yeah. Fest. That was really right. That was our first time ever being up there. Mm-hmm. That was a great time. What love a great the group people. of people. Yeah, love the people from Madtown Kinkfest. Um, if you haven't been to Madtown Kinkfest, it's a, it's a partial hotel takeover in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. The rope capital of the world. The rope bondage capital of the world. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> according, if, you, if you believe great answer, that's, that's what it is. It's, and a great bunch of people there. Wonderful, uh, wonderful group running that, that organization. They, uh, we ended up doing, uh, what, four classes for them? Mm-hmm. They had somebody actually not show up. Uh, it, there was some mix-up with the plane flights or something like that. And we picked up a fourth class, which was wonderful. Mm-hmm. We did, um, we did uh, what did we do? I, I, you know, we did the knives. You got to play Punt the Cunt. I did. I did. And you, and you beat on some boy. Mm, he was pretty. He was. He was pretty. <laughs> yep. And the and the and the my my demo dolly for or my demo bunny for for punt the cunt, you know, damn near wet my shoe trying to. You know. <laughs> damn near. Mm. Well, we had to clean up a little bit. <laughs> that was a great time. We had we we had a, overall we had a wonderful time at, at Madtown, and we would easily return should we be invited. Hint, 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 <laughs> hint. Hey, Raj. Raj, if you're listening, we would come back. We would come back if we were invited. Um, the 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 people who run that are um, are really great. I, I think we're gonna um, at least a few of them are are presenters, so mm-hmm. we may have them down here. Excellent. We may we may bring some of them down so that they can experience the energy mm-hmm. that Columbus has to offer. Speaking of the energy that Columbus has to offer, yeah, we were at the AIS Bondage Intensive with. That's our third one. That's our third one with uh-huh. Professor. This one was with, with Professor Oni. Uh, we flew him up from Florida, from Tampa, Florida, and great time was had by all. 
I was really surprised. I was, I, you know, not saying that he, I wasn't expecting a wonderful time from him, but I was really surprised that <clears throat> a lot of people really got into what he had to say. I think that a lot of people came to me afterwards and said that they really learned. Mm-hmm. Even if they were already really great riggers, mm-hmm. they took something out of that class, which is what we really want, you know? Yeah. That's that's one of the reasons we do what we do. And, and we constantly are saying this, is we do what we do because, A, we can. <laughs> um, and, and what that means is, you know, we're willing to put ourselves out front to make sure that Columbus has some great kink educators coming here to the Columbus community. And we're, we're willing to, you know, kind of risk life and limb to get those people out here to life and limb. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Hey, I'll tell you, there have been times. Really? <laughs> no, not really, but close. <laughs> At least it was close. <laughs> it was life and limb the other night when we were, we were going through some crap that we found in our house that we're trying to get rid of. And we found what was that, an eight foot? Oh yeah, oh yeah! <laughs> Holy God! So we're in the backyard, and we haven't had this thing out in forever. It's that an eight, was life and limb. That could have been an eyeball. <laughs> uh, easily, easily. That was uh, I forget um, who made that. Some guy, some a gentleman made that. That was that was the Indiana budget it was the name of that whip. Indiana budget, and I got it when I was first. Um, when I was first getting involved with throwing a whip, uh, that was, and that was with, remember, that was with cords and sore. Yes. That Back was, when they used to rent right. out that gym. Right. Or the back end of some school or something out in Obets. Right, right. Yeah. They used to they used to rent. Um, they oh, used, that was a good time. Oh, oh my god! And and uh, and we had uh, the whip uh, some some whip guy come out and he was sharing his knowledge with us. And uh, I remember it was like ten bucks a class or some shit like that. And it was whip class. And then after we'd go out and have uh, like a, a munch or a meet and greet. That was oh, fuck seven, eight, nine years ago, maybe. <laughs> it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago, and I remember. And so I bought that Indiana budget whip, and it was I don't know eighty, ninety bucks, and it was well worth it. Because hey, it was, I got it to snap. Oh hell yeah! It was it was uh, it's a uh, like I think it was an eight plat um, big bull whip, and this fucking thing has got to be like including the cracker in the fall. It's a it's a bull whip, so it's you know it, it's got to be eight feet long. It's gigantic whip, and so we're flinging around the backyard. And, <laughs> And she was she was trying to get it, get it to crack, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, here, do this, right. like a circus clown or right, whatever. Right, right. <laughs> like no. And I'm throwing this thing, and it's cracking every once in a while, and it's coming back at me at light speed, you know, and 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 uh, and, she, and and she and the, the the girl are watching out the window, right? <laughs> taking bets as to whether or not he's going to lose an eye. <laughs> right. I'm just glad I wear glasses now, you know. <laughs> So anyway, we're throwing this thing around it, but it was, it was a blast. That was a good time. Yeah. So life and limb, I guess you're right. Life and limb. Life and limb. And then that night there was, there was the champagne party. That was great. It was, it was wonderful. We had 160 some odd people there at, uh, at the VIP room in the, in the Princeton. And we had a blast. Mm -hmm. Great music, great people, great folks. That was the night we suspended Dolly. Yes. The monkey and I. I don't know if you've read this. I'm gonna put a. I'm gonna put a plug out for this one. Um, I am because here's the thing. A lot of big women, a lot of luscious, larger ladies, um, think that they can't be suspended because of a couple different things. Because one, BDSM Barbie is who gets suspended. Exactly. And you see all these pictures on Fed. You see all these <laughs> pictures on Fed of these of these very these these wayfish. 
you know, uh, 100 110 to 130 pounds. Need to eat a sandwich kind of chicks. <laughs> you know, these the thinner girls, women, lovely. I mean, they're they're very beautiful, don't get me wrong, but they're very thin. And, you know, for me, it's not hard to throw a 100-pound woman up in the air. It's it, and and it doesn't hurt. It it takes barely any rope. You can just toss them right up and hold them there for a minute, and there you go. There's suspended. Boom. There's your camera shot. You're wonderful, right? And there's a lot of riggers out there who love the bondage Barbies because they are, you know, they they are the what some people consider to be the epitome of rope in action. And I got to tell you, it's a load of crap. It is a load of crap. Every woman, every man, everybody who wants to be suspended can be suspended. You just need a little more rope. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely true. You, you, you could throw a little more rope at them. And, you know, you have to have a good, a pretty good rigor. And you have to have some some, some backup. You know, when when the monkey and I, uh, and the shout out to the monkey king. monkey uh, The monkey king and I rigged up, uh, rigged up Dolly. And we had her flying, and what we did was it was pretty simple. We did a basic, we did a we did a basic uh, harness on her on her bottom and a basic chest harness on her top. Had her sit in a chair, and then we just pulled the chair out and had her lean back, and that was that. You know, and and so if, if you're if you're a larger, luscious person, uh, a BBW, BHM, whatever, and feel you can't be suspended, don't believe anybody who tells you you can't because yeah, you talk can. to Barrick. Or, or monkey, <laughs> right? Or both of them together. Yep, we'll we'll be happy to either point you in the right direction or suspend yourselves. <laughs> okay, so that's where we were, where we've been, what are we doing? Well, let's right. take it. Let's, let's do a question. Let's do a question. So uh, you want to do that? Uh, we had we had um, we had a question from that young lady in Pittsburgh who wanted to. Do you want to cover that one? I don't know which one that is. That's the six and seven. Like, do you want to do six or do you want to do seven? Um, it's a two-part question, so let's start with six, <laughs> which is part one. Part one. So this is uh, there's a there's a young lady um, out in Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't know if I could use her name, so I won't. Um, but <clears throat> but here's what she writes. Okay, well, right now I am very single. I wonder if there's a difference between very single, single slightly and single, very single. Um, I would like further clarification on that girl from Pittsburgh. Right. But I have a dom that I play with. Because he is so in tune with me and caring and just about everything I ever wanted in a man, I can see myself getting attached. She has that in quotations to him. Mm-hmm. How do I prevent that? Why would you want to prevent that? I, 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 I think that... Does the I, second part of the question help with that? Um, or does she want to stay very single? Is no, I think, the... I, think that, I think that there was another piece to that which said... Um, he specifically says, I don't get attached or fall in love with my S-types. Well, no. I, and I, I would say as, as a mistress myself, I, I don't either. Mm-hmm. No. Um, however, I want my submissives to fall in love with me. Absolutely. Do you? Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. I want them to be very attached to me and to attached to my needs and my desires mm-hmm. so that they can read me and that they can understand and see where the energy is going so that they can be very proactive in their service. Mm-hmm. And through their loving of me and their service of me, you know, that's where I get, that's where the energy comes from mm-hmm. for me. 
I think, and I, I, I would break it down further. I would break the question down further. Um, it also, de- it all depends on what the relationship's going to be. I mean, if we're going to have a play relationship, just, just the, the S type or the bottom and, and me playing. And it, even if I'm everything they want and it's just, if I'm everything they want in the relationship and I just want to play relationship, I'm going to specify that from the beginning. Well, yeah. You know, I'm going to say, look, I'll but play with you, you. I'll show you the ropes. I'll have a good time. I guess I need, I need further clarity yeah. from girl in Pittsburgh. I think, well, let's, let's do it for each one. Like, cause if I have a play part, if it's just a play partner, if it's just a play partner, right, then it, no, right. Good Lord. Don't attach. Yeah. Don't attach. I don't want them to attach and I'm not going to attach right. and let's just play and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Let's follow follow it and see what happens. Yeah. If it's a, if they want if they want to have um, if they want to be my submissive, absolutely. I want some attachment there. Mm-hmm. You know, I want them to exactly not to your leg. No, no, no. Right. No. no. If so, just for a very short time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just till they leave a wet spot. Right. right. Just to, just till a wet spot. Um, but it, with an S type, yeah, I, I do. I want them to be. I want them to love and care for me, mm-hmm. right? And I, I, I think that f- for me, there is a there is a difference between being in love and falling in love, right? Because well, we have a girl now, right? And while she may be in love or loving us, and I love and care for her. I don't, I don't, I, I'm not going to be in love with her, right? I think there's a big difference. Um, I think you should get her on the phone right now. We, we need to have a phone-in caller. What, phone-in caller from, from Pittsburgh? No. Oh, from the girl? Phone-in from the girl. Oh. Do you want her, do you want her on, the, on the phone, really? I, I would really be curious to okay. hear um, how she feels about that. Okay, let's get her on the phone now. Let's call her. <laughs> You're on the line with Barrick and Sheba. <laughs> okay, let's. So, so here's here is the girl. Here, here is the girl, the poor girl. Make sure you tell her she's on the. Hey, girl. Hi. Okay, you're you're live on the podcast with uh, with Barrick and Sheba. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so we're answering a question, and the question is. Here's the question. Well, right now, I'm very single, but I have a Dom I play with. Because he's so in tune with me and caring and just about everything I ever wanted in a man, I can see myself getting attached to him. How do I prevent that? So our question to you is, would you want to prevent that? Do you feel like you are attached to us, have fallen in love with us? How would you describe your attachment to us? Wow. Talk about put on the spot. I know. Um, so, my attachment to you is based on just a very pure sense of love and a desire to please you. And that attachment, I think, comes from constant desire. And it feels like it's becoming a need to please you, which is kind of nice. I don't really mind it that much. Um, I don't know if I would discourage it. I think that being aware of it and constantly kind of monitoring myself is really important and making sure that I'm honest about 
how I'm feeling um, and honest with myself and honest with you because, I mean, I can't control my feelings, but I can be honest about where they're going and we can deal with them. Um, I'm not sure if I'm answering the question right because I didn't quite hear you very clearly now. Ask her to describe Do, falling in love, right. in love, or just love. Right. So so I guess the question is, do you describe your feelings for us at, in terms of falling in love, in love, or just loving us? I, I feel like it's love. I don't feel like it's falling in love or being in love. I, I am fairly confident in saying that it, it's love. And it's really struggled with this a good bit because I, I've been afraid, I guess, of falling in love because then I'll feel like it's out of control. But I don't think I don't think I'm to that point. It, it feels different than feeling in love with someone. It, it's different, and it, I I can only describe it as I love my I love my masters and I want to please them. Okay. Okay. Well, that's a that's a good answer. All right. So. Thank you. I guess, uh, I guess, is that, is that all we have for her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we will talk to you shortly. Thank you, darling. Thank you. And we'll talk to you soon. You're very welcome. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So, okay. So right there at the end. So right there at the end. She did say mm-hmm. that she had some, some fear and trepidation mm-hmm. about. About the falling in love part. Right. About mm-hmm. letting completely, about letting go completely into that relationship. Yep. So, so it's going to, it probably to answer your question about how do you prevent that? It's probably going to take a little emotional diligence to see where you are mm-hmm. and regularly check in with the relationship mm-hmm. to make sure that you're uh, both on the same page. Right. You know, and that, and that what that's going to take is clear communication between the two of you. Right. Yeah. And I think uh, approaching your fear and understanding your fear and where it comes from is also going to be something that needs to be handled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the second part of that question is, since I'm single and I very do... Single. Very single. Right, very single. And I do want a relationship 24-7 eventually. How do I get someone in this kinky world of scenes and events to see me as not just someone to play with, but someone who they want to be with on a more permanent basis? How can I get someone to see me as more than a plaything? I'm afraid. I, I'm. I am afraid that no one would see me as permanent relationship material. Well, that that. Let's just take the scene right out of it. How would you date somebody in a way that you would create a, a long-term relationship? You would start seeing them. You would start talking to them. You would open up lines of communication, and you would express your needs, wants, and desires for a future um, that is that is a potential. Mm-hmm. You know, you would make sure that you're very clear with your needs, wants, and desires in terms of short-term, long-term, and, and permanent goals. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that, uh, that's how I see it. I, because even when I start with play relationships, I say, hey, this is going to be, you know, we're just going to get together to play. Hey, I'm looking for something more long-term. Or a lot of times when I uh, have have discussions with with potentials, I say, this is where I want something in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, if I feel if if I feel that they have that potential, I say, I have a wife, I have a girlfriend, I have a shared slave. Here is where the 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 the, the attention is where I have. Right here's where here's where the attention that I have available is. 
right? Here's where the attention available is where I have. I have only this much attention. Right. <laughs> right. I, 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 he only has this much attention. What you can't see is he's got his fingers very close together. <laughs> well, squirrel. Squirrel. You know, I, I only have so much time in my life, and I want to be clear. I don't want somebody to, uh, to feel as though um, they're too much of an option in my life when I'm much more of a priority in theirs. And, and what happens is, as... You know, running AIS, having a real job, having a life and a wife and, and trying to keep all these things balanced and juggled. I have a limited amount of time that I can spend with someone that, that I'm developing a relationship with. And I'm, I'm perfectly honest with that. You have to be honest with the people you're engaging with to tell them what your level of availability is. I, I completely agree with that. But I think that sometimes what I see and what I run into is the insta relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, just add dominant. And and that is something that I really try to avoid. And I do that by setting clear boundaries, you know, that I'm only willing to go so far with a person that I'm playing with and that I don't, I'm not currently looking for um, a, a slave or a submissive, you know, that's a full-time position. Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard. <laughs> I am always on the lookout for cute little boys, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, Just putting that plug out there. Oh, yeah. As I'm as I'm always looking for well-rounded beauties. So. Yeah. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> right. So if you're a well-rounded beauty and you're listening to BSing with Barrack and Sheba and would like a relationship with me or a beautiful young boy with what are those things? Lateral obliques? I don't know, but they're so pretty. <laughs> for Sheba, give us a call or contact us at. I don't even, I'm thinking about lateral obliques now. Just the words that you say evoke the image of that little, whatever that is. I don't know. So, so if, if you're any of those things or just want (laughs) to strike up a conversation, uh, you can contact us at, on FetLife at, uh, my handle is B-A-R-A-K pronounced Barrick, like Eric with a B. Or you can do brat underscore Sheba. Feel free to friend both of us. Oh, you can find me on Twitter, too, at brat mm-hmm. underscore Sheba. Mm-hmm. Or on Twitter at uh, AIS underscore org. Mm-hmm. Um, you could send us an email at B-A-R-A-K-N-S-H-E-B-A at AOL, Yahoo, Gmail, Hotmail, whatever you want. I mean, normally we get AOL and Yahoo pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to the websites. You can go to Pan Poly BDSM. That's P A N P O L Y B D S M dot com, or Adventures in Sexuality All One Word dot org. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about. Let's do one more question. Okay. Well, we could take one more question. Okay. Um, okay. So I like this one, only because you know how I am. I'm very visual. I'm like a guy. Movies right. turn me on. Mm-hmm. So. This had to do with movies. I watched a movie when I was younger that had BDSM scenes. Mm-hmm. I was completely aroused but ashamed. Aww. Now now I still have the same reaction. I'm not sure how to accept what I know. That I like kink, bondage, bind, blindfold, blah, 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 gags, etc. Okay, I threw in gags myself because that's something I like. <laughs> Anyone else have this trepidation? Like they've been trying to be someone they're not... Because they're supposed to be. Mm. Wow. That's, that's, I think, 
You know, I, I want to say that this person is probably struggling with the same thing that a lot of people struggle with when they first get into kink. Because I, I know that... Well, not just when they first get into kink. I think every time I have top drop, mm-hmm. I yeah, struggle okay. with this too. That's true. That's true. Me too. Um, I think that I, for me, I find that uh, it took me a while, especially as I, was, as I was a newer person to kink, that, you know, I would see things or do things or, you know, things that I thought were dirty, nasty, heavy, uh, whatever. And, and I saw my, my fantasies and my kink, you know, like for instance, I'll give you a perfect example. When I was a kid, um, I used to love to read, uh, porn with two women, right? With two women. Really? A guy reading about two women. Uh, Yeah. Well, Mm. but my, that's, that's where it takes a twist, right? It wasn't that I was involved with them. It was that I was commanding them to, to, to fuck each other and finger each other and play with each other, you know, and, the, and both of them were resisting that. What? Why do you give me that look? <laughs> if you, it's unfortunate. Rat play even then. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's, unfor- it's totally unfortunate that this is not actually a video recording because you could, you could see the look that she gave me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think that all of us, all of us have some form of um, trepidation when we when we allow ourselves those deep those deep fantasies of that are that are frowned upon by society mm-hmm. when we start allowing those to run free that there's that there's a sense of I don't know I, I guess lack of I think that we all have this fear that our fantasy is so much more fucked up than everyone else's fantasy and that if we admit to it mm-hmm. people will will shun us you know there's a certain amount of shame that we have built around our sexuality and our sexual desires that just naturally comes i mean as we're young children in this particular society it take it to an extreme like what we do with the kink lifestyle and and you build even more shame upon what it is you know that we enjoy and what we like mm-hmm. to do and i think i think it doesn't help personally um if you've been listening to the podcast for any amount of time, you'll know that um, my father is a born again Christian, and he smacks me on the head with with a Bible every time he sees me. You know, and and part of it is the poly lifestyle, part of it is the kink lifestyle, and part and, of it's he married a witch, right? And, and and all of the above, and it's it's one of those things where I'm like I'm like, look, dude, have you not read the Bible? I mean, there's all kinds of kinks in there, but it. It's it it adds a certain level of guilt and shame when the people you love, your image makers, are are judgmental about your way of being, mm-hmm. and I think that that can influence your self perceptions, and that's where you have to develop um, a certain amount of ego strength to say, you know what, I'm going to do what I want as long as it's with a consenting adult, as long as it's legal in the state I live in, then. Uh, I'm going to do what I want to satisfy my sexual cravings. And I think another thing that this particular person needs to take a look at is is maybe you could use this in humiliation play. And the, the reason I say that is because um, being a switch, um, I have a hard time falling into submission. But I learned um, with Caveman that... Uh, if I give over those things that turn me on or that arouse me that I think are not going to be accepted, the dominant in my life, you know, was able to take those and 
play humiliation games with me. I mentioned gags in there because that's one of the things, you know. Um, I will say another one is is being, you know, maybe not collared, but definitely leashed, mm-hmm. you know, in mm-hmm. a very... I, you intimate, know, I've described it before, fashion, right. you know, as to how he would, you know, right, use that and and create a certain level of humiliation and mm-hmm. a certain level of embarrassment for me because that feeling is what leads to that path for submission for yeah. me. I mean, if I can combine that with a little bit of fear, you know, sure. that usually will kick me into a place I want to be. So if that's someplace you want to go... Use this. Use this feeling. Use this tiny little bit of shame to help you play those type of games. Well, I'm, and, and I'm going to kind of pull a quote from from my girlfriend who says, "Arousal is arousal is arousal." Oh, yummy, right? And so if you're if you have if you have a, um, a, a, a an amount of trepidation, that trepidation is a certain amount of anxiety arousal. Right, and, and arousal can be. Walking down a dark alley at night and you feel your heart rate start to go up when you hear a noise behind you. Mm-hmm. That is arousal. The same as my panties just got wet because I was watching a porn. You mm-hmm. know? That's what he means by arousal is arousal. The human body does not differentiate. Yep. So if you can channel that, if you could channel that arousal, you're golden. You've 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 got the you've got a lot of this lick. No, you're only golden if you want to do golden. Well, <laughs> I, I guess we're using golden in two different terms here, but, which is a whole other issue. We'll be talking about golden showers on our next BSing with Barack and Sheba. Are we done with that question? Then is that what you're telling me? No, I, I, do you think we're done with that question? I mean, I I think I, I th- for a final wrap up. The term, just to use the term supposed to be, to be who you're supposed to be, who you're supposed to be is whoever you were meant to be. And that is determined only by you. Right. So. So go with what feels good. Right. I mean, we can't say it enough. Use the cock and pussy test. Mm -hmm. You know, if If it it makes makes you you hot, hot, wet, hard or horny, then it's right. right, Then it works for you. Right. Go with it. (laughs) <laughs> okay so what's AIS doing in the future well I'll tell you um, we have I'm going to get something hard and vibrating between my legs bow, chicka, bow, wow. <laughs> that's true that's next weekend we have it is now um, by the time you're listening to this this is Monday the 6th and this coming weekend on Saturday on, the 11th on, on Saturday the 11th we have the Third is it third, third annual, annual third annual AIS lifestyle ride? Mm-hmm. We're meeting at the Bob Evans on South Hamilton South Hamilton Road, right above thirty three. We are meeting there for a nice ride at noon, and we're going to head out into wherever the hell we're going. <laughs> Some nice roads, Just a nice easy me, cruise. I promise you mm-hmm. won't get into trouble. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Ride your own pace. Have a good time. It's not a race. It is just a cruise. Right. And you can make a weekend out of it mm-hmm. if you want to come into town. Because on Friday night, we have the monthly meet and greet. Mm-hmm. AIS meet and greet. We're going to be meeting at the 8 Ball Bar and Billiards on Morris Road at the Morris Center Plaza. 
right next to the Guitar Center, and it'll be a great time. We normally have somewhere between 60 and 80 kinky people having a great time. It's a, it's a purely vanilla event where you get to meet a lot of the wonderful people in the Columbus community. It's a, it's a safe and easy way to dip your toes in the community, so to speak. <laughs> Dipping toes, golden showers. <laughs> and finally, if you are interested in one of the largest Central Ohio events, the Central Ohio Perversion Excursion, or COPE, is coming on September 14th and 15th. It's going to be a blast. This year we have people coming from all over the country to teach one of a four or five basic tracks. We have rope skills. We have uh, basic and advanced skills. We have sexuality. We have polyamory. We have all kinds of things going on at this event. And we have some... We're going to have our first annual Little Miss Cope, oh actually. Yes. And just, <laughs> just here's the caveat. Little Miss Cope does not mean people under the age of 19. It is age, play, role play. <laughs> He's so worried about that. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think that it's time. You mm-hmm. know, there have been too many TV shows about toddlers and tiaras where, you know, people in the kink scene are getting really jealous of those mm-hmm. little bitches with yep. all that fucking bling. Exactly. <laughs> so if you are an age-playing role player and over the age of 19, you are welcome to come to COPE and get your kink on. <laughs> so, okay, so we'll be back next month. Mm-hmm. Labor Day? Wow, Labor Day. Labor Day weekend. Ugh. And in the meantime, there's more to hear on the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. Each week, you can listen to the original Erotic Awakening podcast with Dan and Dawn. It's an educational, entertaining exploration of all things erotic. And once monthly, you can catch a special episode of EA hosted by Lee Harrington. Okay. Okay? Yeah, I'm done. You can go ahead and turn it off now.